You are listening to the Calm Down Podcast, the podcast where candid, thought-provoking, and rare conversations happen while amplifying people's stories around the world. Here, we take it one day at a time and also rant on simple cuts people don't observe or are just oblivious to. I am your host, Viola Ekene. I am an on-air personality, podcaster, YouTuber, and content creator. Calmers, welcome to episode 34 of the Calm Down Podcast. It's so good to have you here. Click the play button to listen to me. And man, it's been such a mentally exhausting week. Oh my God. Like, I feel like there's no place that there is currently peace in the world right now. Every country, like, seems to have its own problems that it's dealing with. Now, for here in Nigeria, the NSAS movement has just, it has been fascinating me at the same time because I am happy that we are finally talking about this. We are protesting. But at the same time, it is so mentally exhausting, you know, considering the fact that as at the moment I am recording this, the president has not yet said anything so it's like (laughs) so so exhausting and you know I think one of the things that really made me feel so bad and one of the heartbreaking moments for me would be that viral video of that elderly man crying over his son that Sas killed you know the part that really hit me the most was the part he said that my son wasn't killed not because Nigeria was in a war or because there was political unrest something like that but he was just killed he was just alive existing and Sas just pulled the trigger on him and he's dead you know that video it sparked so many emotions in me and it made me feel so, so terrible. And this is also a reminder that, you know, this NSAS movement has not yet stopped because I feel like the more we keep quiet and the more we feel like, oh, here in Nigeria, we've endured enough. We just let the government do their thing. There's their own cup of tea. The more we let it slide this way is the more, you know, some of these very serious things are taken for granted. You know, love the fact that we're all doing something about it. And I am so grateful for social media. No wonder they wanted to take our voices away from social media. Like you could imagine how it would have been if there was no social media. Social media united us together to come out and protest against this. And you bet I was so happy when NSAS, like the hashtag NSAS was the number one trending hashtag in the whole world. Like I was so happy, you know, when celebrities abroad were beginning to lend in their voices and it made me so happy. And I hope that, you know, because currently we don't need a reform of SARS. We don't want SARS to be reformed. We want SARS to be eradicated, like end it totally. Because we've been promised so many times when this movement started in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, that it would be, you know, reformed. And since then, it got worse and worse. So we just want this whole thing scrapped out altogether. Like, yo, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so tired, like mentally, you know. I was just thinking, okay. In Namibia, you know, they're having also peaceful protests, you know, against femicide. Apparently, a young lady was killed by her boyfriend or husband, you know. I didn't even want to go and read the details of the story because it seems every country has its own palaver this period around. And it was so devastating and so, so heartbreaking, you know. So this is me calling out to you, Kalmas, if there is any way here, if you're living here in Nigeria, and even if you're not here in Nigeria, even if in any part of the world you are, we need you to also lend in 
using your voices because these SaaS people, people that are meant to protect us are actually killing us and it doesn't make any sense. So please, if there is any way you can lend your voices, you know, if you're in Nigeria, you cannot go out to protest for one reason or the other, please use your social media platforms. Use your social media platforms. You can use your social media platforms by tweeting. Please, it won't cost you anything to tweet and use the hashtag NSARS. You can retweet. Just lend in your voice to this movement. It is very, very, very important. Okay, so um, aside from that, back into this episode, this story, we're still in stories around the world in case you're still wondering. And stories around the world is a series on this podcast where people come in and share their stories is basically about amplifying people's stories around the world and I got this anonymous story submission and this story sparked a lot of emotions in me because I could relate to it and you listening you can probably relate to it in some other way or maybe you've witnessed it happen honestly you know and if you want to be a part of the stories around the world if you want to share your stories here on the podcast countdown podcast please you are so much welcome to do that I have created a story prompt a story guide to help you in sharing your story all you have to do is to click the link in the description box i have it all linked down in the description box click on it download that story prompt it will guide you in recording your story you see our stories are powerful everybody in this world has a story even animals have a story it's just that the way they communicate theirs is not the same way we humans communicate ours and by sharing our story we we catalyze healing in people we catalyze growth we catalyze change and you've been following up and keeping up with you know stories around the world on this podcast you know that it has really been therapeutic listening to other people share their stories you could relate with some it opened your eyes to the reality of people around the world so yeah by sharing your stories you inspire people you encourage people going through similar things or you could be able to relate with someone that has gone through a similar thing that is why our stories are important and that is also why it is important that our stories are told by ourselves because sometimes when we give make someone the author of our story you know the person can rewrite it or just not present it that way or change your face or make it a single story which you all know the dangers of a single story so yeah i want you to tell that story yourself so click the link in the description box download your story prompt it's going to guide you in recording your story so back to the story for featured in this episode episode 34 this story is one that you should definitely listen to and i'm not going to of course start by telling you what the story is all about or share my thoughts on it because I don't want to spill the whole tea. So you definitely have to keep on listening. And at the end of this story, I am going to share my thoughts and also share a little bit of my own experience. So you make sure there that you stick around, okay? You hear my voice right after this anonymous story. When I was six or seven, I can't recall exactly, I lost my dad. This was the beginning of my tragedy or so I thought. You see, I was very attached to my dad, very fond of him. I loved him so much. I remember these particular times every Sunday. I look forward to Sundays because we would always go out, him and I, alone together and go to wherever I wanted. We would go to parks, have fun, come back with toys that I wanted. He would buy anything. My mom felt he was spoiling me, but I didn't think so. He didn't think so too. He was always, always there for me. He would be always there 
to listen to my stories. Every single time I wanted to say something, I would always go to him. I loved him so much. I had other siblings, oh, but he was my best friend. So when he died, I found a hard time accepting this. In fact, I didn't believe it till I was 14. My grades started failing. I became closed off. Things became so hard for my mom, who just gave birth to twins after his death. So I had to leave Lagos to Abuja to steal my mom's brother. That's my uncle. This was the beginning of my nightmare. In the house was this lady whose name I would withhold. She was the beginning of my nightmare. She wasn't related to them in any way, but she was just serving at that time. So she had to stay there with them. That very day I stepped foot in the house, I was welcomed with a smile. The next day was hell. Even up to now, I can't still define or explain what I did. She hated my guts. She physically and verbally abused me. As a child, I understood I could be naughty or annoying, but this didn't give room to the physical assault I went through. Every day and night, I was beaten. When I initially reported to my aunt, I remember telling her clearly that she should ask her to stop hitting me. That was my mistake, for she doubled her hatred for me, if that was even possible. I went through this pain, my grades still failing. I remember my grandma coming over. She normally comes for Omugo. Remember I said it's my mom's brother. So yeah, his wife had given birth at that time. Whenever she came around, she never looked happy. She knew I wasn't treated right, properly. Mind you, this lady would always try to be nice. Since my grandma, granny was there, she would give me this look like, we wouldn't want any news flying around that you're being assaulted, would we? I remember one time she was beating me for no reason. Okay, let's say, for some reason. But I mean, this couldn't be a reason to beat someone to that point. So this was what happened. It was around 12. I remember this very well. It was around 12. I haven't eaten anything. And I was working, doing house shows on a Saturday. And I was so hungry. And then I was very slow at working. And I remember her seeing me not doing what I was supposed to do fast. And then she started beating me. I just did not understand why. So, I was 11 at that time. I walked out of the house angrily with full determination to get knocked down by a car. I didn't think this true, but I knew I didn't want to commit suicide. For I had heard that anyone who committed suicide would end up in hell. So I went straight to this incoming car who had no clue what I was up to, obviously, and stopped immediately. That was the car stop. My cousin who was with us at that time ran after me and drew me away from whatever hell I was trying to do. I remember receiving another beating for running away by the lady. No one knew what I was trying to do, not even the clueless driver. Then finally, she left the house. And I thought I was free at last, but I was wrong. For I had been depressed, I had low self-esteem, and I was anorexic. My grades had improved very much. This particular good news was because of my grandma. Because my grandma spoke to me and told me I could be the best in anything I wanted to do. This word meant so much because it was in contrast to being called worthless by the lady. She often called me that, and it, it stuck in my head. So I worked towards improving my grade while battling depression. But of course, no one knew about this. It seemed life was actually worth living, especially after she left. I began to feel worthy, but teenage crisis, missing my dad and my family, often was bringing me back to depressed states. All the time, I kept this diary, which used to be my closest friend. I would always sit and jot down how horrible my day went, which it always did. I always wished I had my family around. Didn't believe my dad died till I was 14, as I said earlier. I hopelessly thought I would one day meet him somewhere, just anywhere. 
I was very worried. I had the opportunity to visit my family in 2015. I accepted the reality that my dad was gone. I loved every moment spent during the visit. Things started to feel better. I was the first girl to get the first position in my class and twice. I was seen as brilliant but socially awkward. It didn't matter though. I graduated secondary school. I immediately got admission into the higher institution. I stopped being anorexic when I got admission. Especially when I began to understand what God thought of. I began to understand no human opinion of me mattered. Only God's opinion of me. I still fought through with depression but finally won in my second year. And my low self-esteem, um, let's just say it's a rare visitor. Knowing what God thinks about me, what the word says made me understand life is worth living, even and especially in hard times. So I'm speaking to whoever is going through hurt. Remind yourself this too will pass. You're going to come out stronger, wiser, and better. Now I'm a journey to finding purpose and fulfilling it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I appreciate you being, you know, I appreciate every one of you that share your story here, that choose to share a vulnerable aspect of you. I really do not take it for granted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So over to this story, I feel like this story kind of like sheds light on a particular issue that we don't talk about. And is the issue of maltreatment from the people that we know that are supposed to protect us. And it has a huge toll on people people's mental health. Now, why am I saying this is because I've encountered a similar situation where, you know, you probably go to a family relation. You, you see, eh? sometimes maltreatment, rude comments, body shaming, gaslighting, and so many things that has to do with psychological abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, even mostly do not come from strangers. You see, the things that hurt us the most, most times do not come from strangers. They come from people we know, and in most cases, people that are meant to you know, protect us and take care of us. Now, in this particular case was that of an auntie. And I know that if you're listening to this, maybe in one way or the other, or, you know, somehow you've encountered a family relation that has been rude to you, maybe drop like really terrible remark. If they're not dropping a comment about your weight, they're probably going to remind you when you're going to get married, they're going to probably bully you, they're going to probably bully you into, you know, when you're going to make a lot of money. And it hurts me so much because she just lost her father she was sent to a family relations place, you know, to just spend some time with them and try to get over the fact that she still couldn't believe that, you know, her dad was gone and she was that maltreated to the extent that she wanted to commit suicide. And even the, on top of the fact that she wanted to commit suicide, they still beat her on top of it. You see, eh? If there is one thing I just want you to take away from this story is that do not treat anybody the way that you wouldn't want yourself to be treated or your child or anybody you love treated. Do not do that. Do not maltreat people. I feel like we are so easy to say, oh, this 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 woman or this man is maltreating this child or is making this particular person feel so bad or is doing this and that. But we forget that sometimes we maltreat people without even knowing. It might be verbally the things we say to them. It might be our actions. It might be our body language. You know, please do not maltreat anybody. If you're listening to me, you might tomorrow be an auntie. You might be an uncle. You might, you know, have someone come to stay with you for a while. If you know that you're not going to treat that person right, tell that person not to come. Don't make life unbearable for people. Please, stop making life unbearable for people. And it's so funny because this happens within the family circle, especially the extended family members. Please, stop maltreating people, not even because that person is part of your family now, but because that person is a 
human being. I feel like that is what every normal human being should do. Empathy, at least. Empathy, okay? So, please, let's just take note of these things. I'm happy that we're having these conversations here on the podcast. I'm happy that people are sharing their own realities and experiences, and it makes me so, so happy. And if you want to be a part of it, remember that I created a story prompt and a guide to help you in recording your story. All you have to do is to click the link in the description box to download your story prompt. And of course, I want you to be a part of our tribe, Calmers. Yes, I'd love you to be a part of our tribe. So you can follow the Countdown Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. The links to all our social media platforms are in the description box of this episode. And if you loved this episode and would love to support or would love to, you know, drop me a tip, yes, you can do that. All you have to do is to drop me a tip using a platform called Shukra. So Shukra is a platform that has been created to help you to be able to support your favorite content creators in their content creation journey. You can do this by dropping them a tip for as low as 100 naira or $1 and as much as any other amount that you want to tip them with. Your tips will be very much appreciated for the expansion of this podcast. And of course, I don't want you to leave or to finish listening to this episode and go away with those thoughts in your head. If you loved this episode, if you could resonate with it, if you have some thoughts to share, please drop me a voice message. I always encourage you. You know I always encourage you to drop me a voice message. I love hearing your voices. I love to hear what you think about a particular episode. The link to drop me a voice message is in the description box of this episode. Just click on it. Drop me a voice message. It will be featured in a subsequent episode of this podcast. I love to hear your voice messages. Like, it is so beautiful. (laughs) And also do me a favor. Whatever podcast app you're using to listen to me right now, please do not forget to give this podcast five-star ratings. Drop a review. Share. Screenshot your screen listening to this podcast right now. Share it on your Insta stories. Tag the podcast. You can share it on your Twitter. Tag the podcast. Use the hashtag Countdown Podcast for, you know, able to track all the um, tweets targeted at the podcast. I want to know what you guys are saying about the podcast. And please always, 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 always remember that nobody is worth maltreating for the mere fact that that person exists is enough, like it's enough reason for you to treat everybody good. The same way you wouldn't want your a friend or you yourself or a family member to be maltreated or to be treated wrongly, do not do it. Especially when it comes to a family relative coming over at your place to spend some time. Please be nice. Please be kind. Even if that child is maybe a teenager and you know that child is going through like, um you know, teenage age where they go through a lot of like excesses, please correct them with love. Be patient with them. But going the extreme part of trying to subdue that child, maltreat beating them up, telling them very, very painful words, calling them names like stupid, foolish, telling them things you can't amount to anything in life. It's not fair. It is not good. And trust me when I say that karma will catch up with you because sometimes we think that karma is only for people that commit crimes like maybe you killed someone or, you know, kind of like slept or fornicated and all that. Karma also comes in the little things. Please, let's not take these things for granted. So I'll see you in episode 35 of the Countdown Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this point. You are amazing. I love you so much. And do not forget, please, the NSAS movement has not yet stopped. Whatever way you can lend in your voice, if you can go out to protest, please go out and protest. If you can tweet, if you can go out, use your social media platforms, keep spreading the word. NSAS, like SAS has to really end. We don't want it reformed. We don't want them re-strategized or whatever. We want it to be totally eradicated. See you in episode 34. And as usual, I want you to know, and this is also a reminder that I love you.